Hi, I'm Andy Simon. Welcome to On The Brink, a fresh lens to take you and your business to new heights. I'm going to be your host and your guide today, but you know that my job is to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. Because if you can't, you can't change, you can't get off the brink. And what I want you to do is soar. So I bring to you some fabulous people to share with you their ideas and their thinking. Today, I have Carol Poor. And as you can see, Carol is in front of her books, but today we're going to focus on strategic impact. And as you know, I'm a blue ocean strategist, and I'm very concerned that many people don't have a clue what a strategy is, how to impact their whole personal life as well as their professional one, or really how to take their business and make it soar. So today, if we're going to soar, we've got to learn more about strategic impact and what does that mean. Carol, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Andy. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, let me tell the listener a little bit about who is Carol Poor, and then I'll let you tell your story, her bio. Carol is president of Poor and Associates Strategic Planning, and she's the author of this new book, Strategic Impact, a Leader's Three-Step Framework for the Customized Vital Strategic Plan. She also mentioned to me that very few women are authors of strategy books. And that's interesting because strategies are stories and it makes you wonder about the guy stories and the gal stories. Although Renee Mobon did Blue Ocean Strategy and she's a great colleague and, um, and I think she gave it a particular perspective. Um, in 2013, Dr. Poor incubated Phoenix Fabulous Experience to share the story of Phoenix through a diverse collection of 16 indoor murals created by local artists. She's got an interesting life to share with you. And she served as president and CEO of Phoenix-based Southwest Center for HIV and AIDS, providing integrated clinical trial research, prevention, and chronic disease wellness services. I told you, very interesting woman here to help you see things through a fresh lens. She served as vice provost at Arizona State University's West Campus, and she teaches a little bit. I'm not going to read her whole bio. But I am going to ask her to share with you her own life story so you can begin to see a role model and how you take an idea and begin to grow it over time. And people say, well, you know, what do you do? I said, you keep moving along, seeing and feeling things and making it the best you can be. Carol, thank you so much. Well, thank you, Andy. And I so believe in lifelong learning and with the rapidity of change these days, we cannot afford to go two, three, four years, 10 years and not learn new things. And so I think my life really represents that, that value of lifelong learning and innovation. And so my early, I have three degrees. My undergrad was journalism and broadcasting. And I spent my early career um, about the first six or seven years in print journalism, radio, and television. So kind of had that opportunity to produce and, and all. Uh, I also have an MBA. And then years later, went back for my PhD when I was in higher education. So my first few years was in the media. Then I crossed into the corporate side of things and was uh, in employed by uh, Salt River Project, a very large, the nation's second largest public power utility in the United States, water and power, water delivery, which was critical to Arizona's history, and the power side of it came later. Spent 16 years there in a variety of positions in public affairs and the communications and executive speech writing, then went into the strategic planning area of the company, where we had a corporate group that was responsible for 
leading and guiding uh, and facilitating our executive management to think about the future. Uh, vision, mission, corporate goals, what are we going to get done this year? Competitive intelligence um, and trend trend seeking. Um, from there, I was invited to step into a three-part startup team to, to start uh, to build an energy sales company when we thought deregulation was going to sweep the United States starting in California. Um, and the way it was structured in California, it was weird and it didn't last very long. But within a few years, we were a half a billion dollar company in energy sales. So that was a thrilling opportunity. And it was really the capstone of my career in the water power utility industry. Then was recruited to take a look at a senior leadership position at Arizona State University, running one of the campuses with its four colleges. And I took the strategic planning expertise and the leadership expertise in, in startup of an energy company to the university, helping them plan master planning for the campus, planning for college growth, uh, planning for fundraising. So all sorts of planning in the university. Then um, about seven years later, went to a nonprofit organization, a very small but mighty healthcare organization called Southwest Center for HIV and AIDS, helped them get a city of Phoenix bond uh, and, and establish a, um, a $4 million bond that created a health center during the economic downturn, which was very tense, but it was clinical trials, it was um, behavioral health and a wellness center, very regulated, and a prevention education group that went out and tried to help people understand about HIV and AIDS and prevent it. So it was a very humbling time because uh, I did see people that were so sick that they they died. You know, it was facing life or death every single day while you tried to keep a nonprofit going forward and reaching out to the community and being externally oriented. So that was a wonderful time in my life. And then in 2013, started my own consulting firm focused on strategic planning. And it's such a passion of mine because it truly has been thrilling for me to play a role in serving organizations to help them chart the future and then actually come up with an implementation plan so that it's not just this esoterical you know, shelf ornaments. So that's a little bit about me. Uh, I have two grown boys. I travel a lot pre-COVID, you know, travel all around the world to try to take a trip every year. Uh, I play the piano. So and I'm very involved on several choice boards, including a hospital board, some arts boards, and some university boards. So with all of that, I feel like all of these pieces have come together and they're preparing me for the next journey as well. You sound like you have a strategy for you. I certainly try. Every year I take an opportunity toward the end of the year to uh, take a look at my big goals in several different areas. But that's kind of similar to my book. So we could talk a little bit about that. Well, but I, I say that because often um, the tactical and practical drive Someone said, my inbox is driving me. And it's not hard for that to be the way we live our life and the way we drive our business or careers or whatever it is. And strategy, I'm a blue ocean strategist, um, but strategy is a story, a simple story, and a very important one. And it's the way your mind works because it creates that story that becomes your illusion of reality. And once you have it, you only see the things that conform to it. So your mind needs its own story 
and a strategy becomes extremely important. For today's talk, I was hoping you talk about what you learned in pulling together strategic impact. It sounds like that is um, a culmination of all of your experiences and expertise that you wanted to put into a book that people could read and understand and do things with. Am I right? You are absolutely right. Uh, and it's kind of great that I've had the large corporate experience as well as the small nonprofit. And also, even as a solopreneur myself and working with other small businesses and small nonprofits, that you have to really scale the approach. So strategic planning, you know, the quick definition is that it is a disciplined effort to chart the future and to plan <laughs> the future. And the difference between the process of planning and strategic Strategy is this. Strategy is all about the choices of how to get to that future. And let me give you a great example. During the pandemic, many of us saw that Target had implemented this drive-up program where you could drive up, you could text somebody, and they bring your groceries or your, your, your goods out to your car. Well, that started several years prior to COVID, probably during the Target strategic planning where they had a revenue target. So that's a financial strategic goal. We want to make this much, um, and of this much, this much will be the stores, this much will be this or that, and this month, this much will be the new strategy of drive up. We're gonna test it, we're gonna pilot it. And they piloted it in several states and it was successful and then bam, COVID hit. They rolled that puppy out across the country and <laughs> I, internationally, I believe, and it's created billions. So it's certainly the strategy of how to, to get to that revenue goal. So you, coming back to working with different types of companies, what I found in my past, and you know, I'm a consultant, so I'm not throwing any consultants under the bus, but I have seen far too many organizations, large and small, hire these, these consultants that come in, and it's like the wizard behind the curtain. Nobody really knows where they're going next and what this process is all about or what it's supposed to produce and nevertheless implement. So I have actually created a three-part framework that is customizable because I don't believe strategic planning can ever be templatized. Yes. I just want to be really clear about that. You don't just take, here's my recipe for this company, and it's the same one for over here. No, you have to customize and have certain conversations that are very specific to the business or the public policy or whatever, the, the public entity. But I do have a framework that gives a, a roadmap and each of those pieces can be customized. I have a hunch that's the slide that we had seen earlier that you might like to show. Because, I, 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 you know, from my perspective, the process is... Um, you can duplicate the process, but at the end of the day, process is no, nothing context. There's no content to it. And the question is, how does it help you? And I always go back to my words. How do you see, feel, and think in a new way so you can get somewhere, right? If I don't know where I'm going, the process won't help you. The strategy won't either. So we all have to start with where are we going? Let's put up that slide. I thought it was an excellent one. Oh, thank you. All right. So the three-part framework and Andy, as you and I both know, the third one is actually two pieces put into one, but I really wanted to create a very clean, simple, easy to understand framework. First and foremost is the strategic planning workshop. And for most small businesses and nonprofits, that might mean a day 
if they're fortunate enough to get their busy board members and staff and key people in a room, or maybe a day and a half. But it's the shared experience that leads to the common understanding of external trends, what the competition's doing, uh, and where we're at, and what where we're at as an organization, and where we need to go. And based on that workshop or that series of meetings. If you're a larger company, you might have a triage of meetings over a few months. In a public process, there might be community meetings where you're getting citizens' input. But for whatever your organization's process is, that workshop and shared experience will translate into the written strategic plan with note on four key pillars of every organization. An organization's programs, products, and services an organization's financial health, an organization's operational effectiveness, and an organization's external outreach, which includes branding, marketing, and collaboration. Now, I know there's the balanced scorecard approach, which is very, very similar, and a lot of organizations use that. I like my four pillars because that external outreach is a pillar that often gets missed. So those are four areas for strategic goals that will be produced in a written strategic plan, the shared story, that can now be digitized, put at a high level on on the website, uh, communicated through influencers and social media, but that's another whole nother workshop I have on how to communicate your strategic plan. But then finally, the system for tracking and communicating the results once you achieve goals or you've made some milestones and celebrating with your employees. Yes. That's the third part of the framework. And I call that the shared outcomes or strategic impact. So the tracking system could be uh, a dashboard, the, a basic red, green, yellow dashboard for each of the goals so that you could see strategic goal here and annual operating goal here and, and chart these and have, I like to encourage management teams to review their dashboard at least monthly. And if you have a board of directors you're reporting to, perhaps you're reporting to the board of directors on a quarterly basis and you're show, showing the dashboard and everyone can see what's getting done, what is stalled or not getting done, and what's in progress, which is the yellow. So the idea that you're taking your strategic goals, like the next three years, four years, I don't like to go out too far in the future anymore because there's too much change. You know, no one does a 10-year plan, strategic plan anymore. Like 10 years is like another another world. Well, but, um, three other worlds. <laughs> right, exactly. And for some industries, a three-year plan might not, might be too far out. For example, the pharmaceutical industry, maybe their strategic plan is 24 months. But anyhow, I like to take those strategic plans, break it down to what are we getting done this fiscal year, and then put that, that in the dashboard to measure. Um, and, and in the book, I do talk about some of the latest tools that weren't even around a few years ago. Uh, there are these cloud-based programs that you can be a very large company and have people reporting what their department's doing and entering in data, and it rolls it up into a beautiful spreadsheet. Uh, you know, charts and graphs and, and visuals. And you don't, have, you don't have just one person because that would be way too much labor. But for a lot of small businesses and nonprofits, they can't even afford the three or $4,000 a year for a subscription like that. But it is an option now for companies that can. So I'm really big on the tracking because that's how we know if we're hitting the target. And now a word from our sponsors, Simon Associates Management Consultants. 
That's us. And we're here to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. Whether you are an organization that's stuck or stalled, or an individual in that organization who's looking to rethink their own life's journey, Simon Associates has designed programs and processes to help you do just that. Our first book, On the Brink, A Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights, told the stories of seven clients who were stuck or stalled, and a little anthropology helped them see things through a fresh lens, reignite their growth, and soar again. My new book that came out in January 2021 is called Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's all about how 11 women, including myself, were able to see past the hurdles, the glass ceilings, and the brick walls and become the best that they could be. They heard things like women aren't lawyers and women can't lead and women aren't in geosciences. And they said, of course we are. And they really pushed through and did it with such ease that they want other women to see what's possible. At the end of the book, I provide a bit of a how-to process for you. If you're on the brink of rethinking your own life's journey, it's time to pause, step back, and ask yourself, where am I going? What's my passion and my purpose? And am I there or can I get there? Send us your emails to info at andysimon.com and we'll get right back to you to see how we can help. On andysimon.com are some free chapters for both books. And you can also join our newsletter and our Facebook group, Rethink with Andy Simon. We are bringing together women to help other women do what they can't do by themselves, very often to see what's possible and become the best that they can be. Come join us. And now back to our podcast. So it's it's interesting because I heard somebody, the president of Cisco two years ago, who said we used to plan for 10-year strategies and now I plan for one year. I hope I make it. Um, because it is worrisome um, to get fixed on a approach that may or may not be the right one to get you someplace that you're you're heading because uh, sometimes the the variables, your competition, everything is changing so fast that you're never quite sure what the the, the dynamics are. Um, but I also know that the way the mind works is if you don't have a strategy, any place will get you there. You, you just can't get there. You know, everybody will be doing tactically whatever they like to do, and people will do what they like to do. And they won't even know if it's on strategy, off strategy, a good thing to do. They just came to work, got a paycheck, and they're happy. And so it becomes important because, to your point, strategy is doing what it's doing is not doing things. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think with the four pillars, Andy, that gives a focus for those goals. And all organizations have these four pillars. Uh, and sometimes if an organization only has a very limited time, amount of time, I help them zoom right into the four pillars. Generally, I have, you know, I always start with the external environment. Let's look at the external environment. We can't just start looking at ourselves. We need to briefly do a review. And there are lots of different analyses that are fun. It's executive homework. Everybody comes with a little bit of research and skin in the game. So they're not coming to be entertained and, oh, you know, screeching in on three wheels. No, they're coming with skin in the game so they bring some kind of insight to share with the group. And believe me, that gets everybody sitting on the edge of their chairs because they're going to be the next group presenting. Uh, and so that creates a dynamic where it's, it's shared discovery. So mm -hmm. looking to the external, then examining what is going on in our business at this given time, the SWOT analysis, and there are other gap analysis. There are some great tools. And I have these in my book, by the way. Uh, but then these four pillars 
really create a, a magnet for attention because if the programs, products, or services, you know, they need updating, well, then let's develop the appropriate horizon, the time horizon, and some strategic goals for that, or finances, or ops, or um, the external outreach, branding, and marketing. I'm working with a, a, a garden right now, an outdoor garden, and one of their ops goals, this was a, a uh, series of some Zoom meetings because of the COVID, but then we were able to get the board and some community leaders together with the senior staff. So we actually helped them reach out beyond their board. They've been very insular. And so we included tourism and economic development people from the surrounding cities. Yeah. And these people came to share and, and with these pillar conversations and they rotated around and there were tons of great ideas. But one of the things that was absolutely astounding to everybody is that this garden that had been around for 25 years had never operated outside of individual personal computers. They were, didn't have shared files. They didn't have cloud-based you know, finances and board reports and governance reports and these things that have to go, you know, and be preserved. Somebody could, the, the building could have gone up in smoke and all of the records would be gone. And so that was one of their operational effectiveness strategic goals is to get a shared drive. And there are many out there for subscription that don't cost that much, but the cost of not doing that would be devastating. It's so interesting because you're asking a whole lot of questions about why are you doing that now? And most people don't spend any time thinking about why am I doing that now? It's just how do I do that and do it well? And if I'm going to improve, I'll improve on how I do it now, even if it's the wrong thing to do now. So I, I often laugh because I was an SVP of a bank and I bought their first computer. And the selectric typewriters were doing just fine, thank you very much. And my whiteout was perfect. So why do I need a new way of uh, operationalizing everything? It, it's interesting, Carol. Are you finding that um, uh, people are, uh, are are more open and concerned with strategy or resisting it? People resist change. I wasn't quite sure what you're finding. I'm finding that most organizations are hungry to put together a strategic plan. Mm -hmm. They just don't know where to start if they're smaller and a small nonprofit. I'm working with an entrepreneurial group with an annual budget, doing mighty work, helping to provide some seed funding and some mentorship to entrepreneurs that are very underserved entrepreneurs and they're developing restaurants and these kinds of things or, or food catering uh, services. And, and so they're solopreneurs. And this organization has a budget of less than a million a year. And they are so hungry for their first strategic plan but they can't afford, you know, a six-figure consultant. And yeah. so, you know, I'm finding there's a lot of interest. And that's why I wrote this book. I'm not expecting the reader to become a strategic planning expert, but if they know the basics about the framework and with some of the tools, they can have some of these conversations with their own staff and do it themselves or if they do hire a consultant, they will have some kind of a quality check so that they know the consultant just doesn't come in and yada, yada, blab at the group and then, you know, charge a lot of money and go away. And that the group's left with no written plan, no tracking system. It's this comprehensive framework is a quality check so that um, companies can customize their own and or hire the right consultant that can step them through but be thorough. 
Yeah. Well, you know, on one side, the creation of the plan is always uh, important and a challenge. On the other side, um, I've worked with far too many organizations. We're communicating it down through the folks so they can actually understand what that words, what the words mean. Um, It becomes important. Communication is difficult uh, because people hear what they want to hear. They haven't gone through the experiential process of creating it. Their minds are going to filter what they're hearing through their current story in their minds. And that's whatever yesterday's strategy was or lack of. And so I, I can only urge the listener, as you're thinking, if you, in fact, do get a strategy put together that's really cool and a plan, then don't stop. That's not really the value of it. The value is having people live it. You know, it's like living a brand. They have to live the strategy. They have to know that you don't do that. And we do do this because that will move us forward. And this is not going to take us anywhere. So it's part of a whole living process where if you want to build a business, even if it's a solopreneur, you better know, A, where you're going, maybe for next year at least, and two, how are you going to get there with the resources you have, the operating system you have, the services and what you're doing, and, and, and be pithy and careful about it so that you get it done well. Carol, I'm looking at our time. Um, Share with the listeners a couple of things you don't want them to forget. Well, the book is endorsed by the Association for Strategic Planning and published by Fast Company Press, which is the press arm of Fast Company Magazine. And I've been a Fast Company Magazine reader since it first came out, you know, several decades ago. So I'm very proud that this book is actually uh, endorsed for its thoroughness, its soundness, and its efficacy. And I would encourage um, my, my, you know, my readers and your listeners, Andy, to, you know, check out my website. I'm going to start introducing uh, this summer in June, Strategic Impact Fridays. And they're going to be um, on Zoom. And whoever shows up, shows up. And it'll be a conversation for people that are eager to know more about strategic planning or to learn the tricks of the trade or to present their own challenges where we can have a conversation around it. I'll open with a little topic, a small, you know, 10-minute topic. And then we'll open it up in dialogue about people's different strategic planning challenges or um, questions. So uh, feel free to go and link in with me on LinkedIn, uh, on on various social medias. I'm out there. So I look forward to it. Well, and LinkedIn has become the directory of directories these days. So if you want to know anybody, uh, that's the place to go. So this has been such fun. I'm going to thank you and tell my listeners, I truly appreciate you every time you come. Send your questions to info at andysimon.com. I'll put in a plug. As you know, my new book is out. Interestingly enough, both of our books came out January 5th. And uh, it's been fun. Uh, Rethink is also a fast company uh, imprint. And it's doing extremely well. The reviews are wonderful, but its whole purpose is to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. It's about women who were able to defy all the hurdles, smash those glass ceilings, but really do what women can do, which is make it happen. And never ask, how can I? The question is, of course I can. And as you're listening to Carol and listening to her life history, she could. She did. Now she wants to share it. And I think this is a time of sharing, which is so exciting. So Carol Peel has been, Carol Poor has been with us. It's been a wonderful time together. Um, We have a new program out. It's called Rethink Your Journey with Andy Simon. You can find the URL at rethinkwithandysimon.com. Come and take a look at it. It's designed to help women in particular, but men can use it as well. 
It's a program with videos and online uh, material for us to help you become the best you can be. And join our Facebook group, Rethink with Andy Simon. It's here and it's here for you to share with other women all the things that are coming through your noodle and want to think about. So it's fun. These are fun times for collaboration and communication and all kinds of fun types of things. Anyway, thanks, Carol. It's been fun having you. Thank you, Andy. Bye-bye. Bye now.